good morning, lad, lads and lassies. Today is is Sunday. I've lost count in this lockdown. Oh wait, it's March thirtieth, twenty twenty. Today I is hope you all are staying. I never said Sunday. Yes, you did. I said someday. Oh well, that's funny. Do you want to restart, or are you just breaking? <laughs> we don't restart. Let's go. Uh, where was I? I hope you all are, are staying safe, and now you all have a lot of free time. So catch up on from Bob's office. My name is Jake Mathis, and I'm sitting here, kind of with. Uh... <laughs> I'm Jacob Honor, and I really screwed that up. But that's how we roll. Um, we are recording this via Zoom, so if we're digital things happen, I apologize in advance. You're just going to have to bear with us because everybody's dealing with Zoom now for the last couple weeks. And if I talk weird and have weird pauses, it's because when I talk, there's an echo, so I hear myself right after I say something, and it really is throwing me off a lot. So sometimes I pause to listen to myself talk and then go from there. Uh, so, deal. You're fine. Um, the next voice you hear belongs to one of the pillars of the Long Beach Ultimate community. She is undoubtedly one of the best players in the history of Long Beach State Ultimate, and as talented as she is at Frisbee, she is even better as a human. Ladies and gentlemen, Naomi Takara, a.k.a. Stitch. Wow. Dang. I didn't think I would hear something <laughs> like that from Bomber. I feel blessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try. We want our guests to feel welcome and loved, and that is my job. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, to For correct, at least the first few minutes. My name is Naomi Guzman, but I use Takara as my, is my middle name, and I use it more often because it reflects me more as a person than that, because I'm not Hispanic. So that's just, now you know. I see. I was <laughs> Quite often this happens that I'll write the intros, and as I'm writing the intros, I'm like, I need to make sure I ask them about that just to make sure. And then as I started reading, I would, crap, I didn't do it. So, that's okay. People, People are do that all the time, though, so that's okay. Because <laughs> I think you're Just in Just like phone Jake Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of our other guests, I oh. thought he went to a different high school. Oh. And I said it, and he was like, well, I actually went to it. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, well. Uh, that's okay. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. I'll take it. I like the intro in general, so it's it'll take up for it. Sweet. I think that's one thing that Jacob has gotten really good at is intros. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad that's the one thing. Now he's a, you're good at many things, but that's the <laughs> one that sticks out. Podcast wise, so we far. try to improve a little bit every day, and you can't really tell sometimes, but here we are. Yeah. Especially when you interrupt the. I know. I swear you said the fact that you said someday is actually really funny. So that was a good job out of you. I feel really bad that I messed that up. That's funny. Cody, Cody said something the other day. He was like, there, he was quoting somebody and they said, now there's only three days yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> Cause all the other days, naming the days doesn't matter anymore. Nobody knows yeah, what day it is. That's true. So. Keep forgetting that today was Monday. He said Sunday, or you said Sunday, and now I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, no, today's not Sunday. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> so, speaking of this weird time, we're all in some form of quarantine lockdown, and that's affecting us all. Uh, Jake, what's going on with you in that right now? Oh, I wasn't expected to go first. Um, well, <laughs> you always go first. So, 
<laughs> I know. I, I get distracted sometimes, though. If you're uh, playing Animal Crossing while we're recording, I'm, I'm going to be upset. Actually, I'm I playing Animal was, Crossing while we're recording, but that's oh also... I was, um, I was actually... Part of my blanket came up, so I was putting it back on the side of my blanket. Or my bed. Um, so I have moved from my normal abode in Long Beach to uh, a larger house with my parents in Carson. Wait, is it Carson? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Either that or... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, they're not close. So yeah, all you have hard. to do is say it confidently. No one's going to cross-reference and make sure that you're facts <laughs> you know. Are right. I like to be right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so I'm living here right now with my family because my mom didn't want me alone during all this, which I kind of understand, but also at the same time, I'm a very loner. So it's like I'm okay with being alone. So it's interesting for me to kind of get back in the dynamic of living with multiple people again. Mm. And not being in my bed, which is really sad. That's one thing I miss a lot is my bed. But I brought over most of my other essential things, like my lightsaber. And your weighted blanket. Yeah, I do. I have. I brought all my bedding. And then I brought, like, my fan and, like, all my technology. And Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to um, kind of adjust to a period where I am sitting here. Like, I sit in this room. 20 hours a day pretty much because like what else am I supposed to do so I have all my electronics and stuff on for like 20 hours a day it's so interesting to me and I just want to like I want to go out and like play and do stuff but like at the same time it's so we're in a state where it's kind of it feels eerie to kind of go out and do stuff too like the other day like yesterday I went out and we went to the old house or the other house so I can get some laundry and stuff so I have more clothes because that was one thing I forgot to pack is a lot of clothes like, I've been running on, like, the same shirt for, like, the last week and been rough. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I went and got my laundry and stuff like that. And, like, just even going to, like, my my actual house, it was weird because I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I should be inside because of what's going on. Um, it's also really sad because, like, all my friends are now home permanently because, like, their schools have either kicked them out and stuff like that. And I can't go spend time with them. Like, I can't go hug a homie, and that's what I really want to do. And so, it's pretty sad hug, hug a homie. <laughs> yeah, man, that's literally, like, what my life's been right now. Like, I can't go hug my homies. Um, I've been just playing Xbox, and but, like, we're doing really well. Like, I'm on Discord, and I'm talking to people, mm-hmm. like, a good 80% of the time I'm awake, which is really good. And that's normally how we are, but, like, now I feel like we're, like, trying extra hard. Like, even when, like, my friends are doing homework, we're like, all right, let's talk, so that way we don't feel lonely, which is good. But it it's weird, and it's taking a lot to adjust to. My mom is still working, because they're technically essential, so it's interesting. But I am not, so I don't have a job. I guess the I construction have... business yeah. in general is... So, soon... People gotta have roofs. Supposed... Yeah, they're not supposed to take more jobs, I don't think, but I think they're allowed to finish what they have. Well, yeah, that kind of thing. Unless it's an emergency, I think. Um, yeah, so I don't have a job right now, which doesn't mean I didn't get fired or anything like that. It's just that working out of school literally kind of puts me in this gray spot where we can't have school, so I can't go to work. And which is nice because they're they're paying us still a little bit, which is nice and it helps. Because so I have a paycheck sitting right next to me, and I like if I need to, I'm going to cash it out kind of thing. Which I have it because I don't order food anymore because there's more meals here. 
I feel like I've been going for a long time, so I think that's all. All right. I have probably been getting out too much. Yeah. I played a lot of disc golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, Saturday was my birthday, and we yeah. went and played tennis for a long time. That's what I heard. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of us hadn't played tennis in a really long time, but we'd all played a lot of tennis earlier in our lives. So it's really fun to play tennis with people who know what they're doing because there aren't a lot of us. That's what Devo said. (laughs) Yeah. he When he got to my house Saturday, he was, like, so excited to go play. He's like, you do not even know. So I was like, this was good. It was a good fun day, and I paid for it yesterday because my left hip was hurting so much. And I guess the combination of playing disc golf too. And my shoulder hurt so much because I serve really hard and I don't know how to not swing super hard on a serve. And if you haven't done that in a long time, then that feels really bad. So mm-hmm. my disc golf game suffered yesterday as a result. I don't even but, think I can hold a tennis racket correctly. <laughs> I mean, if you've never done it before, you would, you would need some instruction, but it, it was a lot of fun. So. Other than that, I've been watching a lot of stuff and playing video games again. I Mm. bought MLB The Show 20 and started that a little bit last night. The what? The show. It's the baseball game that's on PlayStation. I got you baseball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So with no real life sports to deal with, we just have to do all the fake sports. Yeah. It's really funny. The Ducks, every day that they're supposed to have a game, they stream on Twitch a simulation of them playing somebody. That's great. And, and then they'll like post the score on Instagram and comment about it. It's so funny. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I went, did you guys see what's going on at El Dorado with the skate park right now? No. How they're filling it in. Yeah. Ashley a lot. There were a bunch of kids still going to the skate park and skating. And so on Friday, I think it was Friday, they filled it in with mulch. Like people from the city or the parks and rec department came to the skate skate park with trucks full of mulch and spread it all over the skate park so that people could skate. So a bunch of the skaters posted it and were super mad. (laughs) <laughs> and so the next day, so Saturday, yeah, a bunch of kids went and had shovels and all this stuff and oh. cleared a lot of it out and created space for them to keep skating. Wow. And so when we were at El Dorado playing disc golf yesterday, we went over and looked at it and there was one kid who was working on it by himself. Um, but it was like, I, as much as it's like, you guys don't understand, you're, you're not supposed to be out here. I was really impressed by that whole community stepping up, a community of teenagers mostly, stepping up and putting in work to keep their community alive. Um, it annoys so me. I was, yeah, so I was kind of proud of them for that. Um, it was funny to see. But yeah, i just <laughs> been watching like, a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the longer but, people keep going out and doing things like this, the longer we're going to have to be sitting here. I know. There were so many people playing disc golf yesterday. That's what he, that's what a lot of us said. Yeah, it was a lot. 
So uh, today, the next couple of days, I'm planning on just sitting at home. I don't have plans to go anywhere. Yes. So. Well, doing the world a favor. So what have you been up to during this stitch? Um, I've been getting a lot more sleep, which is really nice. Uh, Bonus. Uh, and I haven't, because during the school year, I was always so stressed because I have so many things to do and I have to wake up so early every day because I have to catch the bus and get down and everything. And then I was president in the French club and I have ultimate and I have all these other things that I need to do. But now I can just wake up, not have to worry about that. And I don't have anything to look forward to. So it's nice to relax a little bit. I still have homework, but I've been doing that. I've been hanging out with, uh, Debo and Reese, but we've really only been hanging out with each other this whole time, and everyone's like, we shouldn't be hanging out with them at all, but we've only been hanging out with each other in the, their place, in Chubbs, but um, we've been watching movies, and we've been, we went on, like, hike, me, Reese, and Debo went on a hike yesterday, and then a week ago, um, which was nice, because it was like just a small group of us and we were trying not to interact with the people on the uh on the on the trail and everything but the places we went were gorgeous and so I loved it it was fun where did you go I saw that you guys posted about it and it looked pretty cool yeah the last week we went to Chino Hill State Park which is up where Reese his family is from yeah and oh my gosh oh so pretty just rolling hills Weather was perfect. Everything's so green. Nobody else around. Oh, just picnic. Couldn't be more gorgeous. Especially, I mean, we've been hanging out more. We all just talk so much and we are doing like this kind of book club type thing. We're just all reading together when we go on these trips and just reading books and then talking about it. Like couldn't be more old time. <laughs> are you all reading the same book or you go up there and you're reading separate books and then you talk about what you're reading so them too they're doing their own book right now and i'm reading my different book but when they're finished with that one then we're all going to read uh the same book whatever whoever's next which would be me and i said that our next book is the hobbit so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so well, what are you all reading right now they're reading wild i don't remember who the author is but um it's supposed to be like a, uh, like a, a true story of a woman who walked the PCT, Pacific Coast Trail and everything. And they, she talks about all of her life and then how she got up and down her experience with that. And I'm reading The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, wow. I've never read it before. And so far, yeah. a lot. So, it's a good a lot. It's different. It's challenging. It's a good a lot. Yeah. Because normally I read, like, the ones that you read when you're a teenager in high school. You know, the, those, like, specific kinds of books that you read. With yeah. That one. And I like those. But this one's, like, adult book type thing. It's just kind of nice. Are you planning on reading the other books in that series? Um, if I like it enough, then yeah, probably. I just don't have them right now. I just had yeah. this one because it was like at a book sale or something, and I was like, oh, I heard good reviews about this, so I'll just grab this. But uh, yeah, maybe. I usually like to do that. Uh, so I've I've 
one point I was reading like three books at the same time when I was like in high school and I had more time. I might end up doing that again if I do The Hobbit in. Oh and... man, I hate doing that. <laughs> like I just got to be in one book and just focus on one book and read it all the way through. Yeah, but if it's like a series and then you want to also do like if I want to do the book club with them, then I would have to split. I, I've just never been in a book club with people because I read way faster than everybody else, so it's <laughs> not super helpful. Yeah. Oh, my name is Jacob, but I can read a book fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. I grew up reading all the time, and I want to get through the end of stuff, so mm-hmm. I just read a lot. Like, most people don't have the patience to sit there and read for two hours and take in 100 nope. or 200 pages a day. <laughs> I can easily read that much in one day but because I want to, because I take the time to do it. So yeah. that's what I mean. Like, yes, I probably do read at a higher rate of speed than some people in the same way that I probably type a little bit faster than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I'm also willing to spend way more time reading than most people are. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, we've just been hanging out and watching. I got them uh, to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, Debo told you. Debo. A lot of times. Yeah. Because yeah. we never watched it before. So it's kind we'll of fun. There. We'll get huh? there. We will, yeah. We'll go all into Lord of the Rings because there's yeah. lots to talk about. Yeah. So, cause they never, they, yeah. it was, it's always fun to watch them make with their expressions when they yeah. happen. Anyway, yeah, we've been doing that. And then in general, when I'm home, I have my dog and she's cute and I take them out for walks, which is what they like a lot. So that's my exercise. Trying to do more chores around the house, cleaning my room, doing a lot of that. That's nice. Animal crossing. <laughs> of course. I tried to clean my room up a little bit. And then I decided I wanted to do puzzles, so I put a card table <laughs> in my room. And there's already not room in my room, yeah. so now there's yeah. A card I was table. very confused. There's a card table I was taking very confused. up. I'm like, how do you have room? Half of this space of the walking area in my room. It's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And well, I you have to just jump to bed. I I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty rough. And I did one puzzle, and then I haven't started another one, and the table's still in here. Hmm. So I'm working on that. Cause also, since I'm, since I started playing more video games again, I bought a monitor a long time ago so that I could play video games while watching games on TV, like having Lakers or Angels games on and stuff. <laughs> but I never did that. And now there aren't any sports to watch. So, <laughs> but I just set up my monitor uh, on the card table and it's crazy. Yeah. So okay. speaking of not having sports to watch, uh, <laughs> We don't have any sports to play. Yeah. And it's really frustrating for me to not be able – I was in a softball league, so I can't do that. Uh-huh. haven't been able to play competitive basketball, and mm. neither of us have been able to play competitive ultimate, which is a bummer because, as most of the people listening to this know, I have been a professional athlete for a little bit while. But Stitch is also a professional athlete, mm-hmm. but she doesn't get to Woo. show yeah. it. I was so excited and I'm trying, that's so awesome. I'm trying not to think about it because once people start talking about it, I'm like, maybe that, well, I should be depressed now because I'm talking about it. So I don't think about it, but I mean, it's like, I mean, I haven't talked about it with anyone now. So I'm talking about it now. 
Well, I didn't mean to reopen a wound. Yeah. This <laughs> is supposed to be a celebratory. <laughs> Stitch is so awesome because she is also a professional frisbee player. Yeah. It, I'm, I was, I was looking forward to a lot because especially when we had our, uh, our practices and everything. Yeah. Astra, Los Angeles Astra, which is a woman's, woman's professional team based in Los Angeles. Just putting, putting it out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, um, that everyone is just so cool. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm not a big fan of women's teams, but usually they're more clicky and, um, you have to, you know, be the way, act the same or similar to everyone and how they work and everything. You have to just fit in. But with all of them, or at least for the time being, everyone was just so sweet and everyone's so encouraging and everyone is just so cool because we all know and we all respect each other because we all play really high level ultimate. And it's, it got me really excited. I'm still talking to some people that I was able to talk to, like, uh, Audrey, who played Burning Skirts and she played on Wildfire. And like, I was so excited because I was like, okay, maybe I'll play Wildfire because if I'm playing with these same women that are here. Yeah then I would be able to try out for Wildfire or Rampage uh, and, like, play with them um, since our Long Beach team isn't going to uh, work for a mix. But, it, yeah, I was getting excited for that, for Club 2. And then for our first game was for Astra. It was supposed to be in Utah. And that's where a lot of my – Yeah, it's Salt Lake City. Okay. And – most of my uh, extended family from my dad's side is out in Utah, in Salt Lake, uh, the Japanese uh, side of the family. Man. And so I was getting excited. Yeah. Because like we would go out there and show, and like uh, they don't know anything about frisbee, and so I could do anything I wanted to on the field, and they would just cheer, and so that's fine. Exactly. So I'd probably just lay out and not do anything, but they'd see me lay out, they'd probably just cheer, like okay, cool, <laughs> just yeah. like, extra support. But yeah, I was excited for that. Um, and then that's not happening. And then everything else got canceled and all that kind of stuff. So that's nice. You know, just just when I start actually getting good at this sport, everything starts shutting down. <laughs> it's absolutely frustrating. <laughs> start throwing my body everywhere. Start getting comfortable with everything. Potential of actually doing well and actually playing high-level sport. You know, no big deal. Not mad or anything. Over the last year and a half stitch has gotten so <laughs> good at frisbee she routinely tools the guys we play with let alone mm. the other women so that's always a good ego boost for me yeah <laughs> when you play for a full month of january i don't know how you don't get good <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah beach ultimate's always good i think there's like plenty of people who i we were playing our last tournament in santa clara no regrets and I felt good because I watched some I watched the women's college national final from last year for mm-hmm. UCLA or UC San Diego versus whoever the other one is Dartmouth and yeah Dartmouth I watched them on Friday night and that's a school like, yeah I have a shirt from that school <laughs> huh I was watching them on Friday before a tournament, and I feel like that really helped because I'm not yeah. a Saturday player. <laughs> I'm a Sunday player. <laughs> Get to the games that matter. Yeah, so I felt really good about that weekend. And watching some people try laying out just hurts because they're not – they'll hit the knees first. Yeah. 
And cool. I, oh, it just, it's so painful to watch. I'm like, all right, well, you know, if we have practice again, we're doing a layout session on grass. That is a very important skill that a lot of people, including myself, do not have and do not <laughs> execute well. And, I mean, at least I've seen you lay out in person on the beach, but, you know. <laughs> it's a lot easier to lay out on the beach. It takes him like six minutes to get down. It is quite a process. And even the couple of times that I have quote-unquote laid out, they they aren't super awesome. They don't go yeah, but it's just exciting to watch you do it. Yeah. Yeah, the aviators game when you when you uh did the one when you were trying to get the one at the very end of the end zone that would yeah. have been so cool but nope <laughs> you nope, just dropped it when I hit the ground and that would have been the coolest thing stars. I've ever seen you do yeah it's true well hopefully we get you're a chance at some point this season yeah so you guys canceled for sure no the league apparently believes that we can come back and have some kind of season end before August. Before August? Well, like, get the playoffs in in August. Like, have a championship game in August. Because if club starts, you're not going to push the ADL back into the club series. Yeah. Even if we even if we do have club. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows what the next... Like, if we are good in two months and club can start in June... It'll look a little different and feel a little weird, but that's still doable. Like that well, still gives you I can get. two, three full months of practicing and having a tournament or two going into the series. Yeah. But for the ADL, if we start games in early mid June, that's six weeks before playoffs in July and August. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And you all haven't practiced, you don't practice together, which is no chemistry. No. Yeah, nobody can. Everybody's doing like maybe a couple people meet up for a pod, but yeah. most people are just doing their own workouts. Mm-hmm. I have not been good at that. I haven't even thrown <laughs> an ultimate disc since the last time we played beach. I only threw when we went on that hike a week ago and we, I broke the disc because I stepped on it in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it's been. <laughs> yeah, that's. So yeah. speaking of Frisbee, how did you get started playing Ultimate? All right. I don't even know this story. Oh, really? I don't think so. Oh. So uh, I was still going to church before high, uh, before college, and I know Matthew Taggart, or Seal, as some people know him. Yeah. And because he, he went to my church, and I was good friends, and he played on the men's team at Cal State Long Beach. And um, he told me about the women's team because I said I was going to go there. And he's like, oh, you should play. Because during that summer or the semester before college, I went and played a couple pickup games at that high school, like, across the street from Cal State Long Beach. Cause it, oh, yeah. Because uh, it, it changed and everything. But we would have pickups. Yeah. We have pickups there. And it was kind of interesting because it's, you know, when you first start off, you're not great. But um, we – I also went to – Sometime during that, like, like spring semester, like quotation spring semester, because it's still before college. It was a Biola, yeah, tournament. Oh, yeah. So was, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I played with that, and I, I played with, uh, like, Goldie, um, like, uh, Sully, um, even, uh, like, 
all like the the main crew <laughs> pretty much. Yep. And I actually learned what to do because I think a lot of it came from Evena because she pulled me aside because I didn't know what I was doing. She pulled me aside. She was like, okay, you do this, this, <laughs> and this. Um, Evena's very good at that. I know. I am very aware of that. <laughs> I love her. But um, that was my exposure. And that was why I, I knew how to flick before <laughs> getting into college, uh, which gave me a big advantage um, in that way so when I got into when I we had uh when I first started off we had week of welcome for freshman year and I went straight to find that table and when I got to that table I met Eddie and she gave me her card so I can contact her I was already set like that when I was doing this pickups in that game I was like set on just going and just doing it so I didn't really have I wasn't like one of those you go and I'm like kind of interested I'm like kind of wavy I was like set on it so and this that was, is like the fall of 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 2016. So long ago. And, yeah, I was talking to Eddie, and then we had our first practice. <laughs> um, so I've never owned any actually athletic wear before I did this, because when I was in high school, I did golf, and you just need, like, pants and, like, a polo. <laughs> Yeah. So I never owned any leggings. I never owned any actual athletic jerseys or anything like that. So you've so, never done any running kind of sports? You never did soccer or anything like that? All all of the running sports I've ever done were the ones in elementary school or middle school. And uh, the, 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 the most recent one was, well, PE in ninth and 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I did intramural cross country in middle school. But that wasn't like too much. All you had to do is like like a fast mile, and that's not. And that's just running. It's not sprinting. Yeah. I did soccer when I was younger, but that was like second and third grade, so that's not really Boy. significant. And then I did like long jump and stuff, which was like before second grade. I did gymnastics after like fifth or sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, or something like that. So no, I've never really done any. I've never done any I really. Did not know that. Yeah. So, I mean, to give you a perspective, is like I did ballet when I was younger, and then I did track and field. I was not good at sprinting when I was doing that, like the 50-meter thing. Oh, I was the last one. <laughs> and then, yeah, I did the long jump I was doing really good. But the thing is, they did it by year. And so, 97, my birthday is in December. So, I was the youngest one there. Uh... That's why I didn't do very well. But I still did well in the long jump. And that kind of translates to now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that was, I think, gymnastics or soccer and then gymnastics and then intramural cross country and then golf. So is there anything about golf that translates into ultimate? <laughs> um, <laughs> can you think grass? of that? <laughs> <laughs> you play on the grass surface? Uh, I mean, if I you could probably stretch it and say, depending on how intricate your golf swing is, if you're really conscious of your hip movement and, you know, firing your hips open mm-hmm. to get, to pull your swing around, a yeah. similar motion is used uh, in ultimate. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that, but yeah, I guess that correlates. <laughs> that's, that's about it though. Yeah. So no. Having, no, having good core, lower body strength to support the rest of what you're doing. Yeah. I didn't have any good core, but <laughs> I, yeah, if anything, so my freshman year, sophomore year, uh, like years, I lost weight since high school and I've kept it off since I've been playing frisbee. It's been like, it's like 10 to 15 pounds depending on if I've eaten or not. 
but like, I know. Yeah, I think it's good. You can see it. Like, if you saw a picture of me in high school, it's like, oh yeah, cool. I'm very <laughs> proud of that. That's. So. I gained thirty pounds my first year of college. Oh, you got the freshman thirty. <laughs> yeah, oh jeez. Pretty much. Wow, I lost my fifteen. Yeah. Well. Okay, so you know how I look now. So I'm presently around 235. Okay. When I graduated That's high school, I was the same height. And I was 180 pounds. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. So I was that does not 50 sound to 60 pounds lighter. But you grew, so right? I didn't grow in height. No. I've been 6'7 since I was 17 and graduated high school. Oh. So all I did was add. So that first year, like when I had 30 pounds... Six seven two ten is you know a little more reasonable, but then when I started teaching, I think I gained another fifteen twenty pounds because hmm. I was being fed by moms all the time. Oh, well now Sounds you're all nice. muscle, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to be encouraging. <laughs> I appreciate it. I have been doing push-ups lately because ever since that ten oh. push-up challenge on Instagram, yeah, Robert or Cliff oh. has. Him, him and I have been sending videos of ourselves doing 10 push-ups every day just as a challenge to make sure we keep doing it. That's nice. Yeah, it's that, yeah. I've been trying to do that more. It's just not my thing. I'd rather have squats, but I can't do squats. I can only do squats with my dog on me and that's what, 20 pounds? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's better than nothing. Did you see Lado's video yesterday? I don't know yeah. if he showed more people. With the chairs? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Jake, he took some big, I think he called it a boomstick. So picture <laughs> just like a big staff that's probably six feet long. <laughs> and they have folding chairs in their apartment. So he put oh, no. three folding chairs on both sides of it <laughs> and treated it like a weight bar and yeah. did squats holding six chairs total. <laughs> did you see that the video that I posted about Chubbs and his makeup gym in the backyard? Yes, I did see it. I forgot the details. He had his, like, he had, like, a pipe or something, and he had buckets, like, Home Depot buckets, and stick the stick through the buckets, and then he's putting sand in those buckets to put weight in, and that's his bar, squat bar. That works out. Yeah. Yeah, significantly smarter than chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Better than nothing when you don't have a gym. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. But I, I have a I have a park next to my house. Have I gone sprinting over there yet? No. <laughs> I, I have three parks next to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like I could run over there, and then I could bring my dogs. Like I have all these things I could do. Nah, I don't. I don't run. Yeah, I keep thinking, like, I keep, like, telling myself that I'm going to wake up in the morning and go running. And yet, I haven't yet. Yeah. I don't like running. I have been jogging a couple times around, but, like, my knees hate just running on cement. And I even wear my my knee supports that I normally wear. It's still not comfortable. Hmm. So I don't know how people do it. Like, those mar- like I've looked at marathons, and, like, that sounds cool, because you could say I ran a marathon, but, like, even even like a couple seconds in it, it hurts. Like, how am I supposed to do a marathon? There, I saw a post on Instagram the other day. This dude, David Kilgore, is like an ultra marathoner, 
and he did a run for a fundraising a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. He ran a hundred miles and averaged a ten minute mile. <sighs> that's just that's terrible. What the heck? <laughs> and I one day? Die. Yes. How long was uh how long did it go for? It's like eighteen hours. He did a hundred miles 18, in like eighteen hours. Eighteen hours of running straight. Oh my jeez, just shoot me. Like I would not <laughs> I, want to do it. <laughs> I contemplated run jogging to church when I had to go pick up some of this podcast equipment. And uh-huh. It was three miles, and I was like, "I don't know if I want to be jogging need to for carry 25 it home. minutes." I would have. I think I would have. I think I would have just walked. It would have been like a fifty-minute to an hour walk. Yeah, I do that walk sometimes. Yeah, it it wouldn't have been bad, but yeah. jogging there was yeah. rough. I I decided against it. I drove. <laughs> Even if you're close. I mean, it was three miles. Yeah. That's so, good thing yeah. Whatever. But anyway, yeah. That's the, the, that's my sports, very small <laughs> amount of sports, uh, experience. Hey, well, inspiration to everybody. You don't have to be a super stud athlete running around your entire life and you can still be a professional athlete. That's what I was going to say. If people were me, I was already ready for that question. <laughs> just work hard work hard for the right Play amount hard. of time doing the right amount of things and yeah exactly it's i'm like yeah i've had frustrations with my uh college team a couple years now the past couple years and i don't i don't really it's not like i don't respect how they're running it but i would not run it the way that it's being run right now because it's very lax oh you know given all the stuff that's happening, but it was very lackadaisy. And so I would like, I'm, if I'm going to talk about anything, I would talk about like during our banquet is like, if you want to get good, you have to practice. You cannot, like, if you are passionate about anything, you cannot just say, I'll just do it a little bit one time and then assume that it'll be fine. Being fine is not sufficient to getting good. That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, practicing for anything even if you're being lazy you're being tired like i am lazy when i wake up in the morning and i'm not motivated but by the end of the day or if i have plans later then i'm motivated to go and wait and i have plans to go do something like if we're playing frisbee if we have beach or something i'm not going to be like oh i need sleep because i don't value sleep that much <laughs> so i'll i'll risk it and if i go to bed late i'll still go to beach the next morning even if i've had i've had like Hangovers and they still played the next day. <laughs> it helps get rid of them. You gotta get the adrenaline pumping. You sweat out the excess alcohol. It's yeah. A we had a winter. Oh I think man, I was playing, I that. <laughs> it was like winter league for the beach and I had a hangover from the night before, but as soon as I was running, it was fine. But when I got off, I was like, oh, I don't, oh, I have a headache. But when I was on, I was fine. And even laying out, all oh, that hurt. I. <laughs> Yeah. Head jostle. The amount of alcohol people can consume and still be very productive at Ultimate has always been one of the most impressive things to me about the Ultimate team. <laughs> you should have seen me at layout. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know how I function. I did so well. My memory is very lacking, but I did great. <laughs> <laughs> you will ask anyone. <laughs> Oh, they're going to remember as if they weren't all in the same mental ask, state as you? Ask the ones that weren't <laughs> drinking like I was. 
I'll take your word for it. I, I'm oh, aware uh, our community of people and who is <laughs> capable of what, both in <laughs> drinking and on the field. Mm. I like the one on Sunday. They had us like a drink, a wine uh, drinking contest before one of the games. That was really fun because I like wine and I did it and I was I was great during that game too. So it was kind of like a nice little ego boost on that one. It was just here's a lot of wine, drink it as fast as you can, or what? It was specifically their theme of their team was like cats and stuff, and so they had they put wine inside of two discs. Two separate discs, and they had one person from each team had to compete to drink uh, the wine in the disc first, whoever finished it and everything. But you like can they filled it. the disc with wine? Not filled, filled. I think it was like maybe a couple. But of they poured wine into the disc. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they did. They put it on the ground. I'm not going to say I've never drank anything out of a disc before, but I've never drank anything out of a disc that has spent a significant amount of time at the beach. <laughs> that seems. Yeah, I feel like that is not about that, that bomber. It's about winning that. <laughs> It was a flip. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, you do a flip, but that was the I flip. understand. Yeah. So you don't think about that. You just think about winning. And the the person that they had on the other on their team did not like wine. So they chose wrong. But cause she hated it the whole way through and I'm like, I'm flying. <laughs> good good job. Way yeah. to take one for the team, but also benefit yourself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, free alcohol is free alcohol. <laughs> well, that's, you know that depends, but in this case, it's it's a good good thing to go by. <laughs> I won't refute it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, this is not going to be a smooth segue. We're going to transition <laughs> into a different topic. Uh, if I were more creative, I would have created something. But we're just <laughs> going to say that earlier you mentioned being president of the French club. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How? What? Why? Explain. Oh, okay. So I was studying French for a while. I studied French in high school for three years. Well, when you say study French in high school, it just means vocabulary and like kind of study. So it's not really into it. But um, and I chose that over Spanish because I wanted to be create. I wanted to be different than anyone, which is stupid reason. But I chose it anyway. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish I would have taken German in high school instead yeah. of Spanish. Like you can just pick up most of what you need in terms of Spanish just on the street. You can't yeah, pick up like German. You can't pick up French. So <laughs> I applaud you for being oh, different. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. Huh. Cool. Well. You're welcome. <laughs> see new value in my decisions. Yeah. Uh, so I could just continue in, in uh, college, and it's my minor. And uh, I, I think uh, last semester in like August, September, um, the French club didn't have any member or officers at all because it was like the people who were doing it just stopped or something. I don't know. They didn't choose any officers, so they sent a, a mass email. Was like, does anyone want to be officers for this club? And not that I have too much to do or anything not all my classes I'm too busy but I was like oh okay well I mean that sounds fun maybe I'll be president like maybe that sounds fun like do some stuff I know some French and they're like okay cool you're president I'm like oh okay surprise yeah it because I was like oh I'll do it if no one else wants to and they're like nobody else wants to so you're it It I didn't mean it yeah, it's like half of me. Congratulations like, oh, on your cool. election. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go. really easy election. Um, yeah, 
so I just, I mean, it's cool to see the side of being a president and like the reason why I did it was because, you know, a lot of people aren't motivated to learn any languages or they're really, they want to learn more about French and they need more motivation. So I'm going to, um, I wanted to try to do that for them. Um, so what exactly is your role? Like what are your responsibilities as president? What does the club do that you would need to preside over? Um, making events. Um, like, what does a French club event look like? So we, <laughs> we had, yeah. So there was like on certain days we, and every other week we would have something called Café Francais, which is just like a short little meeting for like an hour long in the middle, like at noon to one. And we would just be in a circle and just talk about anything French related, whether that's talking in French or talking about French language, French language, French culture, French, like whatever it is, music. Um, and so I would um, help with that. It, it, I'm not fluent, which is really frustrating. I would love to be fluent, but it's so much work. But at least I know more, knew more than what the people that were coming in. So I was excited to help out with that. But it was just talking. That so was like, you have to like intentionally research topics and things to bring, or are people just so entwined with French culture on a day to day basis that they can easily just, hey, let's talk about this. It makes it both. Makes it both. Okay. So I would have to. Because it's, it's frustrating because you have the people who are just starting to speak French. And so they don't know how to speak it very well. They don't remember conjugations or they don't know what would be interesting because every culture is so different. You don't know what would be interesting or not because it's all very, you know, American culture has certain things that they're very proud of and French culture has some things that they're very proud of. And so like I yeah. would do some research, but then this semester was just so, so much the most stressed out I think I've ever been for for assignments i mean not to take away from all my procrastinating that i've done this semester but <laughs> i uh, i had a lot of things i needed to do and i couldn't really do too many events but we also had last semester i organized a movie which was oh what was it called it was like the biggest french movie it was like you know it was the best one and so i showed that but not a lot of people showed up and that was a little frustrating, but it was a really good movie. Yeah. And then we also have like, you know, week of welcome. We do that for week of welcome. We wanted yeah. to do some more things like you go to a rest, like a French restaurant or you have like, we wanted to have like a paint, like paint night. Like you come over and I mean, I would say like wine and paint, you know, like that kind of thing. We can't, you can't, you can't sponsor more. an alcoholic event probably. It, no, you cannot. But you can say you're painting, and then yeah. whoever is of age, you can just give wine. You just happen to have wine. But the creperie count is a French restaurant. Yeah. Hey, let's go. In a way, I mean, it depends on. <laughs> if, I mean, if it's just like just a creperie that has no influence, if they're just like making their own thing, then I wouldn't say that. But if it's yeah. like a lot, you know, like originally French stuff, then yeah. are there actually? Good, legitimate French places in our area? I think so. I mean, oh, I haven't really gone to too many around here, but there are a couple of cute ones. I've been to a couple, like, in California in general. Um, and 
some of those are good. I mean, if you want a crepe, the best crepes around here are from what? Uh, uh, what's that? <laughs> Frostbites. Really? <laughs> I think is it Frostbites that serve crepes? I think. I so. don't know. I don't think I've ever been to Frostbites. Oh. I've been to La Creperie on Second Street. Yeah, that one's okay. That I was the place that... of a really awkward date I went on. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about that one day. <laughs> it, it literally it was a setup between a coworker that I had at LCS, a teacher. She's like, I have this friend. You need to go out, and it'll be great. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So we met at La Creperie, and we had a perfectly fine conversation, and okay. then we never talked again. Okay, so it was just awkward oh. after? <laughs> kind of. I mean, most of our conversation revolved around, or at least our early conversation revolved around, like, I, we were playing a joke on my friend mm-hmm. to say that I was not following through well with the date or that I was, <laughs> you know, so I was trying to, my side was I was being a jerk and messing with <laughs> my friend. Wow. So she was getting really mad at me that I was being stupid towards the girl when I wasn't. And, but that was it. That was the extent of, like, it was awkward because I think what, I don't have a good memory of the date. I just remember, <laughs> I don't even remember her name. Well, oh. she was okay, memorable, was like, apparently. Like nine years ago. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's the only time I've been to the creepery. Okay. Was, was it good food? Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a bad crepe. Hey, that's good. I went, uh, I went to France, um, my freshman year of college because it was a missions trip with my church at the time. And it was like, they have, uh, some people, missionaries out there. And so we were just going to go out there and help them out and um, get to experience what they're doing. And the, I, huh, my French wasn't very good because <laughs> my comprehension was like zero to none almost. And that is, you know, very important. So I would be like, you know, if someone talking too fast, you're like, ah, <laughs> slow down. Yeah, I feel like those of us who don't speak those language natively, obviously it's way easier to hear it. You can get most of it if they're talking slowly. Yeah. Like so now, it's really hard to always be like, no, 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 no. Just go slower and I'll get there. And they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause like you, you say you speak French and they just get comfortable and then, <laughs> You're like, well, like, no, not actually. Yeah. I speak slow French. Yeah. I read French. I'm better at reading. Yeah. I think most of us would say we're better at reading than listening. But I will say I learned some Spanish last semester just cause I, I was interested and I wanted to take it. That was nice because I am very visual in Spanish. They pronounce all the letters in their words. And so I can know. I agree. That is a huge benefit. Huge plus. So I feel like if I would have learned, I mean, if I continue learning Spanish, then I feel like I would be so much further along in my comprehension and just speaking in general than my French would be, (laughs) which is really sad because I've been studying French longer, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. There's just, I mean, you live in a culture that is surrounded by Spanish Mexican culture. Like you interact with Spanish words on a daily basis. The streets we live on, the parks we're next to. I also have a friend, a lot of French speaking friends though too. Do I use them all the time? No, but I have them. And so I can talk to them however much I want really. But yeah, no, it would, it made more sense to learn Spanish, but 
I wouldn't be where I am now without my French, I guess. So that's how I became president. I just like nothing super crazy, but I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm regretfully, but not regretfully sad that <laughs> we don't have any more of that right now. Yeah. So you're thing. minoring in French. Mm-hmm. What are you majoring in? Linguistics. What does it mean to major in language? linguistics <laughs> i like i like to try to ask what people think it is <laughs> i've definitely gotten too many pasta responses <laughs> <laughs> oh you should ask jake first before you give this <laughs> jake what does it mean what is what is linguistics it's the study of languages oh. hey. yeah that's good that's good i actually knew that but <laughs> the, the pasta thing would have been really funny if I said that. <laughs> Sorry. My yeah, bad. no, I, I knew that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Latin, I think. It's what? Latin, right? Latin is a language. No, 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 like, <laughs> I know that. Like, like the root word? of the word linguistics, what is the root? Of... Isn't that Latin? No. No, well, the root of linguistics is, like, ling, if you want to say that's, like, a root of it. I guess, because, like, ling is, like, linguist language, but Latin is not the root of the whole study, because Latin is not the center of the world for languages. So that doesn't make sense. It's good analysis. I rest my case. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, what do you study so as a linguist? What does it look like? The, I study the general forms and structures of languages in general, and sometimes you could focus on specific areas, but it's also, so you, if you want to go into like the exact specifications of which, what we study for some classes, that if you go from the smallest minuscule, um, like form of identity for language, and then go to the biggest, it'd be like sounds of language, the how to make sounds for language would be like phonetics or phonology. And then you go into like morphology, the forms of how words are made. You go into syntax, which is like grammar, like how grammar, like noun, verb, adjective. And then you go into uh, pragmatics, oh, no, no, semantics, semantics, which is like the meaning in the words or how we form meanings to words. And that's pragmatics, which is like the extent of how you use the words or like the extra things added on to like hand gestures or like uh, intonation. And then you get like sociolinguistics, which is like how language is used in society. And you get psycholinguistics, which is how it's used in your mind and how you form things and um all these different things that are different aspects of language. When you really learn it, you realize how important language is, but nobody cares or nobody really actually thinks about it, especially in American culture. When you study linguistics, you get more frustrated with Americans than you go oh, with. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> A, English sucks. B, yes. American English sucks twice as much. Yes. C, Americans say whatever they want when they want, give whatever meaning whenever. Yeah, the problem is that, so my biggest peeve, I guess, with American culture is that saying, obviously English is like the most powerful language in the world. Chinese is the most spoken, but English is the most 
widely spoken. Like most people will study it outside of their own yeah. initial language. And so that just gives Americans and even British people have the same thing or Australians or any, anybody who's a native speaker of English that will give them the feeling that they don't need to learn anything else because everyone's learning their language. And so yep. it's, that's why like in high school, when you're learning French or Spanish or even German, Oh, they're all like foreign languages. They're all like, ah, it's like for fun. It's a requirement, but you don't have to actually learn the language. And the teachers, some of the ones don't actually do a good job because they're all just doing like general stuff, especially because it's high school and people don't care that much. But it's still like <laughs> you don't as a teacher. I feel like you should care more because it's high school and you should, you know, try to get some get people to be passionate about it because it is important especially if you want to go outside of this country or even if you want to interact it's california california is like the most if not new york <laughs> like the most diverse internationally yeah. state in this entire country it has so many people not only like and la <laughs> we're in la probably the most in in the state and so you're going to interact with people from the world not only that and it, we're in cal state long beach which is also very internationally diverse uh, because there's a lot of people that come here because I've been working uh, with the internet, like uh, I've been uh, t- helping tutor, my quotations, tutor um, international students who come here to learn English. And so because it's an English school on campus and they're all very passionate about learning. And so I now I'm very passionate about learning because they're learning my language and I want to learn theirs. But that's not how it works for every American because you're like, oh, I don't see a reason. Why would I need to learn theirs when they have to learn ours? Because if they're going to live here, then they have to learn our language. And it's like, oh, that can be more arrogant. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. 100%. So I'm just ranting. That's <laughs> a valid rant. Okay. I've, I've ranted that a lot of times. So it's a little bit more... <laughs> elaborate <laughs> well more people should hear it because more people should have the attitude of wanting to learn because it is it's an arrogance it's a lack of interest in the other person mm-hmm. like oh you come from a different culture you speak a different language instead of me trying to be interested in that and step towards your path i'm just going to require that you do what i do and that's going to work yeah, and it's, it's hard to learn a language, too, because, you know, you say, oh, I want to learn this, but you have to actually put yourself into that position. Like, yeah, Duolingo is good. Rosetta so does not. I would not suggest it because you have to pay. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> but the Duolingo, I think, is solid, especially for English, like when you are when you first start off. It's actually really it has a lot of things that I really like about it, but. It's an app and it's just you, you have streaks. I think streaks help because I am a person who pays attention to streaks and I will keep on those streaks, but it's not just about those either. It's not just about the app. It's about the conversations with people because that's the purpose of learning the language, right? You have to, it's not about just knowing it. It's about using it to communicate to people. Yeah. Um, and so in language changes all the time, like in English, Slang. Slang is a very good example of like how the language changes. Like the word gay used to be used as happy. And now if you say gay, it's going to be referenced to people who are um, homosexual. Like it's not yeah. it's not the use the same way now. Like you can use it as what it used to be called, but you have to know your audience <laughs> and you have to know what you're referring to. Like poetry, 
yeah, that makes sense. Like old poetry, but like in context and situations, like you have to know what words are used in which situations. So English in like any language is not going to be straightforward. It's not going to be like written down anywhere or like maybe you read something online about some vocabulary, but it's from 2010. You have to fact check that or you have to look and like recurrent. So it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a ridiculous amount of work, but if you really care, then if you do, even if you do like a little bit, if you just learn like basic stuff, like hello, goodbye, thank you, you're welcome, like those basic stuff from each language or any language that you're in contact with, that'll still make a difference to the people you're talking to. Cause then, then that's what, like, t- like 15 minutes of studying a little bit and then you get to make them get a little bit excited. And so you have a really like positive conversation with someone cause you're like, oh, like if you're talking to someone who's Russian, because I have my uh, my uncle's uh, fiance is from Ukraine and she speaks Russian, and so I've been trying to do a little bit of Russian. And her mom only speaks Russian. Yeah. So if I'm gonna go up and talk to you like oh привет, как дела, like a little bit of that can still make them feel more welcome, and that's that's a big deal in someone's world. So you know. 100. And we see that. I mean, obviously, I'm very sports oriented. So I see that a lot, but you look at specifically baseball culture, there is such an influx of people from Latin American countries and Mm -hmm. more and more from Asian countries. It means a lot to those players if their managers, if their teammates are making efforts to learn their language so that they can communicate with them properly. Oh, yeah. A lot of baseball you can do with hand signals and stuff like that, but (laughs) you still want to be able to communicate with your teammate. It's very isolating to be there and not speak English well, and so now you're left out. But if your teammates are making the effort to say, hey, you are part of our community. I want to be able to communicate with you. So I want to, I want to learn some Korean. I want to learn some Chinese. I want to learn mm-hmm. some, you know, it's, it really matters. And then basketball, basketball even more so. You have more mm-hmm. basketball players from more parts of the world than anywhere else. And that was something that came up a lot with Kobe after he died is all these players coming out. Like Kobe spoke multiple languages. Kobe spoke English, Spanish, French, Italian, and he was, he learned like some Slovak so he could talk to, uh, people. Like he just, that was wow. who he was and part of what he was to make sure that he was reaching out and communicating with people. And it mattered. So cool. It matters to people. So. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, language is not just, you know, well, the way you speak, it's culture. That's why people yeah. are so proud of the, their language and like <laughs> French people. It is very stereotypical that they're very prude or they're very particular about their language and how yeah. other people use it, which is kind of true. I've, <laughs> I've talked to enough French people to know, <laughs> but nice. it's, they're still, it, it's their pride in their language. And if you, if you still make an effort, they're still going to be like, they're going to be a little like, Oh, you're pronouncing it weird. But the fact that you're doing it is still make them very happy to do it. English. People, people who speak English, they don't care. As long as you're, if you're speaking good English, then that doesn't make a difference in their life. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, well, you should speak English. It's not that big of a difference. It's frustrating. There's also now, you know, you Google Translate, right? It's not. So Google Translate is not reliable. It's good for basic stuff, but if you really want to trans or communicate something you, you like specifically, then just learn a language because it's not like 
so English, we do not have formality. We do not have um, words that communicate formality or uh, like uh, hierarchy. You know, Japanese has like certain, um, I don't study Japanese, but they have a lot of different things that you have like an older person has higher authority than you do. So you have certain kind uh, words that you have to use in order to communicate your respect for them. And same yeah. thing with, even in French, we don't, uh, have like, when you say you, you, it's, it's, it's versatile. You say you, like the word you to anyone that's older, anyone that's like your boss, you say to a friend. And so it's, it, there's no change in it. But with French, you have tu and vous. Tu is informal and then vous is in, is formal and also number, like multiple people. But you use it in certain situations because it'll translate respect. And so we yeah. don't have that. And you can't translate that in Google Translate. You say you, it'll translate to vous. Maybe you don't want to be respectful. What if it's just to a friend? They'll think it's kind of weird that you're using vous if you yeah. use it. And so if you really want to communicate true meaning to another person, then you might as well just do a little bit of research and then try to, you know, care about the other person and not just throw it out there. I mean, you can, if you want to be lazy, but it's not the best. There's also <laughs> know, another that, know that it's dicey. It's, yeah, it's dicey. People don't think they're like, oh, it's fine. It's not fine. It's just okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can't do much because the computer's not going to understand what you want to say. So, you know. Yeah. There's also this new tool that came out or something. It's like a handheld recorder. You say something into it and then it's supposed to translate it and and like shout out whatever you said in that other language. Have you seen that? I mean, uh, I haven't seen any actual current technology for it. Obviously, things like that have been used in movies and stuff as a <laughs> futuristic or high technology device that it just automatically translates. But mm-hmm. you can't translate slang. No, really. So that's not going to be. Can I just have one just speak for me instead of having it speak? You, huh? Like, have it say English for me, so I don't have to actually say words. Like, it's, so much it, easier. it's just interpreting your thoughts, and it knows how you're going to want to respond anyway. I think you I might want to type it in. I just want to say that. it. It's a lot more work. Well, yeah, they have a plenty of things like that. <laughs> oh. It's called type to speak. Yeah. Invest <laughs> That's so a whole what, what does a career in linguistics look like? So you can meet is that, are you pursuing a career in linguistics, whatever that means? Or is this just what you're majoring uh, in because you're interested in? What does it look like? So I chose it just because it was the only thing that looked interesting in terms of majors. But it turned out really well. But I, you could be like a teacher. You could be, a, you could be a translator, but I'm not fluent in anything, so I can't do that. You can be, um, there's a couple of, like, specific things. Like, if you want to be, uh, like, I don't know. If you want to study a specific language, you could be, um, someone who revitalizes a language. One of my professors was out in Buffalo, I think New York, and he was studying an Indian, Native American language that was kind of dying. And he recorded it. He documented it so he could save it. And documenting languages uh, are, like, pretty important to the culture itself because that's what keeps 
that culture kind of alive because it has history of like what they used to do or things, traditions mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, my another professor has studied languages in Ethiopia and Africa and African languages in general. And languages are said to have started uh, in Africa. And so that's super significant because it's once you start studying the languages and you go like historical linguistics, then you can see importance in how we started to to speak essentially i guess and all that stuff so you could do stuff like that or you could be like hey what else what else can you do oh, esl which is what i'm doing right now which is like teaching english as a second language yeah it's its own thing but and like i mean pers- i could have done tesol as which is teaching english t-e-s-o-l is teaching english as a second language um, I could have done that as a, I think it's a major, do that or it's a minor, I can't remember, but I could have done that and it would have been a lot of time because that's what I'm doing right now. It's like loosely related and all that stuff, but uh, there's that. Um, and there's also people who have issues with speaking, like if they have like an aneurysm and they have a, or like a, like a, something that has to do with their brain and they can't speak anymore. Like some people have that and you can help them regain that muscle memory. Um, Those are like speech therapy type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Speech therapy. Um, So I, I, that's like a separate major and I didn't do that, but I can, you can, I think there's more neurological stuff you have to learn in terms of like the chemistry and physicality Mm -hmm. of the brain. Yeah. Just language itself. Exactly. That one's more, it's also used phonology and phonetics, which is like the, the production of sounds in general. You yeah. can do stuff like that. You can do that with people who have like lisps or people who want to adapt their accents or, you know, um, they have issues with that. Cause there's, there's, uh, some people who, who help actors with their accents on TV yeah. and movies and like a dialect coach is like what their name is. I love some of the YouTube videos that I've seen with that because um, sometimes they will break down how people use because everyone has a different idiolect, which is a different way of using language in their own way. Because you might have an accent, but everyone has like a different way that they'll present it kind of like it's like slightly different. So you can break that apart. All these things are all kind of. You just have to know someone or you have to get into it. And it's not like a doctor. You just go and go to like a hospital or you it's it's so common because linguistics is not very common but yeah you know the right people and stuff like that but yeah right now it's esl for me and uh, i would like to do that for a while there's a lot of online um jobs for teaching esl um a lot of them are from like china like teaching kids in china online and doing stuff like that i haven't done anything like that yet but because of all this, I probably will be doing that. I'm going to be doing that, mm-hmm. uh, doing more job searching later. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. The other topic that comes up with language for me, and I'm pretty sure I heard a smart person say this, or I might have just created it on my own, but it feels like athletes in general have a better time learning languages. Um, do you, have you heard that at all? Have you seen that at all? I have not heard that, but like they're, they're easier for them. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
So my theory is as you grow up as an athlete, you constantly have to learn new terminology. You constantly have to learn new language because every sport has its own terms. Every sport has its own unique set of verbiage. Mm-hmm. And even words that mean one thing normally in real life will mean something different mm-hmm. within the sport itself. And so it feels like if you are somebody who has played a bunch of different sports, been involved in a bunch of different athletics, you've had to learn so many different sets of vocabulary and how to organize what you're saying and be able to communicate in different ways that that would translate very well into learning a new language because every time you start a new sport, you learn a new language. Like when I talk about when I'm with ultimate people and Jake's with me, like Jake has to have no idea what's going on because we're saying <laughs> yeah, all this most stuff. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like these words are just words that you're randomly choosing and putting into sentences that don't mean <laughs> anything. But, you know, for us, we know exactly what it means. But for Jake, he doesn't because he doesn't have the context. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have any numbers to back that up. And <laughs> I've had no confirmation from actual learned educated people so i mean so i would i could see where you're getting that and my it's not not my argument but like to something to add is everyone in a different group in a different social group will have to learn something different like if you're learning video games then you're also having to learn certain words that go along with that video game if you are (laughs) learning dance you have certain languages that go along with that as well if you're doing learning in general like a certain major every major is going to have certain things that go along with that as well um and i don't so i don't think that that's a reason why athletes are good at that because i'm shooting down my hopes and dreams stitch i'm not i thought i was so smart this revelatory thing it sounds great but i i don't know (laughs) maybe maybe it is maybe i'm wrong i'm not an official linguist but that's just my opinion all right well when you become an official linguist you let me know (laughs) okay because everyone like if you take german people they all learn actual they they all know like three or four languages because that's what they're growing up learning. And so, in, not in addition to that, they all have different dialects. You were d- different dialects. If you were to go down to like Texas or something, you're probably learn a different language because of that. People even li- like Northern California, they definitely have a different language. <laughs> talking to bites yeah. is very different from talking to someone who's like from here. You have to know the terminology True. and how to interact. So, I don't know. It's as far as I know, it's not a big deal. If anything, if anything with that theory is that you're working your brain a lot. I know that like if you're cross country and you have really good lung capacity, you're really good at singing, but that's physical. And then, but if you're working your brain with trying to use strategy all the time, then maybe that's working inside of your brain that affects language. Maybe that would be something that affects it. That would make sense. I think. Agreed. <laughs> I'm. Not destroying your theory. I'm trying to add on to it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for building me back up again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you uh, have traveled. You said you've been to France. Um, you did have a very specific <laughs> thing that you had planned coming up this summer that got postponed. And you have other travels you want to do. Explain all of that. Uh, so I went to France 
and that was fun. That was, I was I stayed in France for ten days. I stayed with in a house with someone who was trying to learn English, and I only knew a little bit of French. So we got a little bit of crossover, and I learned that hmm. you pronounce Wi-Fi like Wi-Fi. In France. <laughs> so that was yeah. fun. Trying to be like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. And she's like, what? It's like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. <laughs> It's an interesting conversation, but <laughs> uh, that was fun. I learned a lot during that, and I really enjoyed it. And I wouldn't go back. Uh, I wouldn't like take it away because it's like you really are there, and you can't take it. Like I, um, we were at a like a farmers market type thing, um, and we were walking around looking for stuff, looking for food, and I said something like "como uh, como What did I say? It was like how much is this? I don't remember what I said, but it was very formal. Um, and the guy looked at me and was like, "Ah, is uh, is three dollars?" And I was like, "Oh, okay," because he was trying to respond in English. When yeah. you make an effort, then they will make an effort back. That's what I really appreciated. And one guy even asked, was like, uh, "What is the uh, French uh, English word for orange?" Which is orange. It's spelled yeah. the same. I mean, it sounds, like, very similar, I think, but, and, like, I've heard people say, when they've been to France, right before I left, people were saying, French people are so snobby, they don't like Americans, they're, like, they don't like us, and when I was there, I did not feel like that, because I actually tried. We just, like, blaming and hating other cultures. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Nah, France sucks, because they hate us. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? It's just, like, the same way around. <laughs> so, everyone's just being a hypocrite. Yeah. So, um, that's what I enjoy. And if I'm going to go anywhere, if I travel anywhere else in the world, I'm going to learn their language a little bit. Because I know some people who are like, oh, because I've asked people before they leave somewhere, I'm like, are you going to learn any Italian? And they're like, um, maybe, maybe a little bit here. And I'm like, why aren't you passionate about it? You wanted to travel to Italy. You're you're gonna be looking at all the certain buildings that they have. You're looking at like all the food that they have. Like, how are you not gonna look at the language? It's literally <laughs> built into it. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's just me. I can't force people to be passionate about it. So I just have to be, you know, loud. <laughs> but anyway, so I've uh, I wanted to go to New Zealand this summer. Because I really, it's some where I really wanted to go to, <sighs> and all this stupid stuff went over, and so that happening is kind of dwindling, just because of the possibility of flights being canceled. I guess is yeah. like here because I was talking with Colton and Kronk. We were gonna go together, and uh, Rico was, I think, he was like very iffy about it, but we we're, we're gonna all gonna go and just like because they wanted to travel somewhere. That was gonna be my own like graduation gift to myself. Is going to New Zealand, and obviously it's related to Lord of the Rings. But like, apart from that, it's just—it's probably not the most gorgeous like place in the world. But I think it is. Um, it's like 80% national park or something. It's absolutely gorgeous. The people there are apparently super sweet and like. They are. I mean, I've looked at the history of it so many times. Like you can, I mean, I won't know everything, but I know very too much for someone who. Like, it's like, why New Zealand? It's like, just because. Don't judge me, you know, just deal with it. Um, but like, and it's funny because a lot of people don't know where New Zealand is, 
or <laughs> it's actually not on the map sometimes. <laughs> and they make a joke about that a lot too. They're like, well, we're not on the map because they're some, I think, cause I asked Chubbs, which is a terrible person to ask about geography. <laughs> you, cause obviously he thought it was Europe and I was like, <laughs> Oh no, what he did? Oh man. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Man. He doesn't know geography, so... You have to know oh, that New Zealand man. isn't in Europe. <laughs> oh, Chubbs. So, he's going to listen to this later. <laughs> I'm going to text him later. Like, idiot. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I showed him later afterwards. But, yeah, it's next to Australia. They oh, hate being called Australians. Um, yeah, because they're not. Yeah. <laughs> but... I've looked into their Polynesian culture or like the, the ones who, the Maori people, which are like basically Native Americans, but there is just like an equivalent, I guess. But I've, I, what I find really interesting about New Zealand, I think, is how their government has used language because obviously, for, so in America, English is technically not the official language. We do not have an official language, but like, like actually official. But everyone just assumes English is the official language. Yeah. But um, in New Zealand, they have three official languages, which is English, uh, Maori, and sign language, the New Zealand sign language. Oh, wow. And um, they, so the Maori language was dwindling a lot. I think, oh, I can't remember the years. It was like, I don't know, 60s, 70s or something. And then, uh, they, and the government actually decided to start revitalizing the language because it was important to the people who live there. At least, even if it's like a small population, they decided to do that. And they started integrating it into their society more often. So it was more like, it's like TV or movie and they actually use it in some day to day interactions. And I, I think that's like a big deal for a whole country to integrate another language kind of into their own you know, back into mainstream society. I think that's crazy. I mean, America is pretty big and that's probably not going to happen, but to have like people that are of European descent, uh, mainly decide to integrate a Polynesian language into their like day to day lives, I think is pretty cool. And so before I go there, I've already learned a couple things. I mean, I, you have to have like, uh, Kiora, which is hello. I've got that one. I've, I haven't learned it a little bit, but, um, like I, I mean, I'm impressed. <laughs> Surprise. So, uh, yeah. And there's a lot of things about Lord of the Rings that I want to go to and visit. And that's like <laughs> the, the main reason. <laughs> but apart from that, it's just super gorgeous. And so I'd just be really excited about that. Wow. Um, and then, so I wanted to go to South Korea because next year, like, to teach English as a second language, but I've been, so <laughs> I wanted to go, but after I started, after I got onto the Astras and after I was talking to some people, I talked to Hoover about getting onto Lotus, and that's a high-level mixed team as well, and so I was thinking, like, this is the first year that I actually started doing well. And why would I only have one year and then be gone another year in a different country? And then I think I would have to come back. So I was like, mm. I was debating not going anymore. But initially I was going to go because that was like really good experience because they have 
the a lot of the schools out there provide housing and they provide a lot of like they reimburse flights and they have all these things that, that kind of like are given to you uh, and you just have to have a bachelor's and everything which I would be getting after this semester but and everyone's like why South Korea I was like I don't know just that's what's what I chose and it sounds fun and I've been learning some Korean I only have two words that are really ingrained in my mind which is 감사합니다 and uh, 안녕하세요. That's like, uh, thank Those you. Those are each individual words? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, so 안녕하세요 is just like a long version. You say like 안녕, 안녕 is like hi. Okay. And then 감사합니다 is thank you. So I like saying it. I, I always, it's, it's fun to always like not to show off to some people because like <laughs> you know any languages and like yeah I know a lot of certain words different languages but yeah. but I don't know very much more than that but yeah you know what I because I haven't emailed them back but I think I want to stay especially if all these things keep happening then I can't actually start my ultimate career <laughs> so <laughs> I was like might as well just stay I'll just stay and then maybe in the future I'll just go um, later, so you do only have so many years of physical prime, but you have mm-hmm. many years to travel the world. Yeah, so probably do that. Um, still have friends. I have friends like all over the place, and so people in Korea. I feel so bad uh, because I told them that I'd be coming, and then I'm gonna have to say like, "Oh, I won't be coming." That's like the only thing I feel really bad about. Yeah. But, I mean, Ultimate, I think, is pretty important to me right now. And I have to keep doing it until my knees completely give out. So, you know. Well, don't, like, expedite that process on purpose. <laughs> Not trying. That's why I have the knee supports. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. But, yeah. So. And I wouldn't mind traveling other places. I was really, I really wanted to go to the Ireland trip last year with yeah. all the Ultimate crew. But, like, I just couldn't do it, just, like, financially. It like, would have been a lot. That's an expensive flight, and then spending a week out there doing all that. Yeah, Yeah. So, I wouldn't mind traveling to, like, an East Asian uh, country or, like, South Asian, like, that are more cheaper. <laughs> yeah. A little cheaper. So, it'd be fun. I'm, like, like, as long as I get to travel in general, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I've loved about Ultimate. You know, you go, even if it's like Arizona or or Nevada or something like that, it's still fun. Yeah. It's not like staying home, learning and studying. Why study when you can go have fun in Ultimate? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Priorities. All these fuddy-duddies that spend all this time passing their classes and stuff. Yeah. I've been lucky with that. All my classes though. Good job. I got way too lucky. So you've brought it up several times, and we said we were going to talk about it, so we will just make this one of our last topics then. You are obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Obsession? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to refute that right now based on everything I have heard. <laughs> Why? How did it start? What's going on? Um, I think 
so everyone has like one of those things that they grow up and they're obsessed with that was mine but my what I think middle school I'm guessing my memory with time is very bad but I know things and I got an mp3 player that for like Christmas or something and it had an audio version of the Hobbit on it and it was very exciting it was very animated I liked it a lot and I'm really sad that it's not on there anymore I don't know what happened it had to like restart but that was like my first exposure to that world in general and then my dad got me the Hobbit book and so I would listen to the audio and then read it along with it and that was like one of the first books that J.R.R. Tolkien came out with or written about like the story in general and um, I kind of got obsessed with that because in the book you have uh, like Tolkien made a lot of languages in his fictional stories sure. <laughs> and I had multiple friends in high school who were fluent in elvish really fluent yeah i was like you people are <laughs> psychos what the heck that's so cool they could write it and communicate to each other i was like oh my gosh dang i didn't have anyone that was nerdy like that in high school so i couldn't do that stupid but <laughs> sorry <laughs> why did you get that and i did not <laughs> i don't know because i was not about that at the time <laughs> Lucky it's you. Freaking weird. Excuse you. At least. It's it. freaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I like that a lot. My parents ended up having the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings in their um, in their movie cabinet, whatever. It'd be and silly uh, not to. Yeah, we didn't happen to have it. Is... <laughs> yeah. So um, I. Uh, well, actually, I think before I watched those, it was on TV. It was like the third movie, and it was just a scene with Shelob, which is a giant spider. Yeah. Yeah. Sam was fighting her, and I was like, "Dang, this is the movie. That's interesting." And so I started. So you haven't even the seen movie. the first two. Um. Well, it was just a section. I. I was, yeah, it was just a section. I didn't see the entire movie from that point. I think it was just that. And then. Okay, very... well, I also have to remember that I know for sure the two towers came out in like 2001? 2002. So the, I was in high school. I, it was 2002. Um, okay. and the Fellowship of the Ring came out 2001. And then the, uh, Return of the King was 2003. I looked it up. They came out back to back to back years? Yeah, it was. It was each in December, came out in December, which I think was cool. I didn't know this, uh, because I actually looked that up when we were all hanging out last week, watching the movies, and I looked it up. And then all the Hobbits came out back to back to back each December. Well, that I knew. I did, I did go watch those, each of those. Mm -hmm. The only, the only one of the original three that I saw in theaters was Return of the King, and it was a terrible experience for me, because I was super sick. And oh. it was a midnight showing, and that was back when you had to wait in line. Oh. So, like, you got your ticket and had to wait in line to get your seats. And I slept for half the movie. It was horrible. Wow. That's, that's so sad. Cat, you're telling Dang. me. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so, I think after obsessing over the, the Hobbit book, and like going, I have so many notes. I showed Reese all my, all my notes that I took when I was younger, like looking at the language. 
yeah, it's actually not that much, but when you're obsessed, not obsessed, when you like it a lot. <laughs> it's... You're obsessed, that's fine. I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I've watched the, when I was high school, I watched the movies, I started watching the movies, and I've had at least four um, marathons of them, like, all together. Like, each of the parts, and that's, like, 12 hours-ish, maybe? Yep. I might be, I think I'm just exaggerating, but I no, don't have a lot of time for that. It's very close to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was fun, and I actually brought one of my friends in, and she would watch it with me as well. <laughs> so that was always nice. Oh, it would be rough to do that by yourself. Oh, no, I, it was fun by myself. Oh, my. <laughs> It makes no difference, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I started collecting books, and I have, I don't know if you've seen them, but I have two shelves worth of anything related to Tolkien. Um, I have like not I'll, seen it. It's, I'll just, I'll text you a picture or something. Nice. I, I showed uh, Reese and Debo, Lotto. <laughs> well, because there's so much. He wrote so much. About the world. Oh yeah. I started, I tried, I tried, I have not finished reading Lord of the Rings books. I finished the first one, but I didn't finish the last one. You haven't thing. even read the books? Yeah, well, I haven't had time to think about obsessing over it because I've been oh, so stressed with school. <laughs> Boy, I, I haven't thought about Lord of the Rings since like high school, but I've, it's, I've sat, I've sat there and watched my shelves, but like, I've been thinking about... Oh, you could have read the books in the time oh that you've done the marathon do. four <laughs> times. Yeah, that was high school. <laughs> I'm saying, so instead of doing one or two of the marathons, you could have read the books. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if one I does mean, it differently, okay. I have read all the books, but I'm not okay, super well, obsessed with one of those. Yeah, well... I've read all the Harry Potter well, books multiple times. Yeah, well... I tried... Do you know what the Silmarillion is? Yes. Have you tried reading that? No. I haven't read the Lord, I haven't read the books about the Ram. I'm not gonna read the books about the okay, like well, I'm just saying, Yeah. I tried doing that. Oh. So freaking difficult. Oh my. His writing is really, really good, but really in depth and detailed, and you are overwhelmed with information all of the time. Yeah. Once I finish so, all my assignments for school, I'm gonna get, you know, get through all of these. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay, fine. I mean, that's what I'm talking to Debo and Reese and Lotto and all that. I mean, they're asking questions. Watching no Lotto's reading any of those things. No, no, no. He's not reading. He's just watching the movie with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what what else do I have to say? Oh, so I was doing a speech in one of my speech classes, freshman or sophomore year. I don't know, whatever, whichever one. And we just had to talk about something that was. That we were very passionate about. And I talked about, um, I think Lord of the Rings or it was about J.R. Tolkien. And I, when I was reading or when I was making my speech, I started realizing some stuff about what I was obsessing over when I was in high school. And like, I was like looking at the languages and all that stuff. And I like making a language, very difficult. I tried it very bad. But, like, the idea that he's, he had, he, he knew, like, what, I think seven languages, um, that he was fluent in, 
and that's what inspired him to make Elvish, uh, both of the Sindarin and Quenya, both of the Elvish languages. And the amount of time he put into the language itself is is crazy because it you can use it if you wanted to. You might not I'm have saying, like yeah, my friends <laughs> exactly. So like the fact that he made something that was usable in any time period, like you know, probably don't have refrigerator, but like you know, if you have other things in there. <laughs> I like that. That's the word you want. I was. <laughs> it's you know contemporary, but it, yeah. I don't know. The idea that he put so much time and effort into something like that just kind of inspired me. I think, I think that might be the root of the reason why I chose linguistics, but I had no idea why. It wouldn't surprise me. Huh? It wouldn't surprise me if that had a big influence on you in that way. Yeah, I just never thought about it like that, and so when I did this, in the speech, I'm like, oh wow, dang, my my life is connected. (laughs) That's cool. So. I think that was why I'm so obsessed with it. Just because, like, everyone else was obsessed with Harry Potter. And I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter or read anything about it. So this is what I was given and stuff like that. So, and I liked that him and C.S. Lewis were friends because I liked Narnia as well. I thought that was cool. You weren't? Okay. I, there are, I know there are plenty of people, there are parents who don't allow it. Why did they not allow you to read Harry Potter? Because um, uh, the person who wrote Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, uh-huh. had, I guess, denounced Christianity or something. And so a lot of my, like my mom and a couple other moms at church would just not support someone like that. That's why they like Tolkien, even if it has magic. That's the argument. It's like Harry Potter is magic, Lord of the Rings is yeah, magic. So yeah, but it was about the author, and which is stupid because it's like you can still find. So it's not about religion; it's about the story. Harry it's like any Potter other movie. literally dies and resurrects to overcome evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So. But it, the yeah. entire story of Harry Potter is about how love and relationships and investing in other people is how you overcome the evil in the world. Yeah. But just, they, they didn't read any about that. They just know the author. That, yeah. That's that's what a lot of, yeah, that was the reason. C.S. Lewis was an atheist. C.S. Lewis was Christian, wasn't he? He he spent he, most of his early life as an atheist, and he went out. He set out to prove that there was no God, and then in doing that, found God, and yeah. then went on <laughs> to write everything after that. Yeah. But he started yeah. as an atheist. Yeah. But yeah, they're more concerned. Of, yeah, that that was why I was not allowed. Oh, that's a bummer. Yep, but I did watch the movies, all the movies of Harry Potter. <laughs> on on your point. own, just disobeying yeah. rules. Secretly, yeah. yeah. But it, I, I kind of wish I would have watched it because, like, you know, the earlier movies were, like, some they have like things, just the way it was made. I would have, I wish I would have watched it because I could see it being very nostalgic. But when I watched it, it was a very, like, a, it, it's something I wouldn't want to watch now, but I know <laughs> I would be nostalgic about it if I did watch it earlier. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's just like the same thing. If I watched it oh, when I was younger. They're still so good. They're, they are very good. But I was just saying, I see myself obsessing over it like you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't expect that. Yeah. 
But I can, I can enjoy it for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's how, yeah. But I like all that magic stuff. I was talking to Debo and Reese um, about, like, movie preferences and movie preferences and all that stuff. And they're more into, like, the realistic type stuff. And I'm very much more into the fictional fantasy, like, made-up worlds thing. And it's like, I understand why they like the realistic stuff. But I'm like, sometimes I can be very slow and, like, expected stuff and kind of maybe boring. But... I'm open to it, but like, they don't understand the fi- fiction sometimes, and like, it's just because it's not this world, and it's something you can like take yourself away from. It's not something you can actually experience, but that's the beauty of it is that you can use your imagination and just plant yourself in that world where it's not even possible to what fly a broom. It's not possible mm-hmm. to, um, like, to see how I don't know, like how a ring. No, that's, yeah, that's exactly how Cameron feels about reading. He doesn't mm-hmm. like reading biographies. He doesn't like reading about realistic fiction. He wants to be transported to another place, to another universe, to another reality because he likes mm-hmm. the escape. He, he has mm-hmm. to encounter real life all the time. So he likes being able to remove himself and be in a completely different setting and use his imagination to visualize this world and that's why he enjoys that. So that makes complete sense. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. I was watching, we watched a movie two days ago. It was called Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah. Like Diva said he was fun. Yeah. It's his favorite movie. Is what he it's, said. it's very, very, <laughs> I mean, what, what did you think? I cried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That is an appropriate response. I get, so when it comes to like realistic stuff or anything like that with stories, I, this is the reason why I don't watch movies. He's got, I get too attached to the characters <laughs> and then I end up crying because it hurts my heart so much. But that was good. Like the one, the one scene with Robin Williams talking to, to, uh, uh Will, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> and he's like, it's not your fault. Like that just, I've never experienced that, but like I put myself there and I'm like, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> no, it's yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's, that's why that movie got such high praise and is so good. Cause it's yeah. so real. Like the, both of them yeah. are such real characters and you can relate to either one of them at any given moment. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Cause I'm so critical of movies cause it has to be like good acting. And so to have a movie like that, just really, Oh God. Because my heart still hurts after watching that. <laughs> I get this is the, yeah, that's like why I don't really watch movies because I get too invested. I was watching, I got up to the third season of, uh, 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 Game of Thrones and I stopped because uh-huh. I could not take it. I did, hated, hated, hated it, hated it. Hated yeah. the end of that. Wait, what episode, what was the ending of season three? Red Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, the red, just, that's like the mo- oh man, my heart the most just sunk. Episode of TV. <sighs> yeah, I still hate thinking about it. Right when you get attached to those characters, <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man, I was like, this is the best part, and then everything starts. All right, well, dying I'm not gonna endorse <laughs> Game of Thrones, and obviously neither is Stitch, much to Jake's chagrin. But 
we both very highly endorse Goodwill Hunting. If you have not seen Goodwill Hunting, stop whatever you're doing right now as soon as you finish this episode and go watch Goodwill Hunting because yeah. it is fantastic. Fantastic. Including you. Makes you cry. Bring the tissues. I or if you're not a crier, then... Have you seen Goodwill Hunting? No. Then you, right now, you're gonna, <laughs> we're ending this conversation, you're watching Good Will Hunting right now. Is it on Netflix? Maybe. I don't know. I will Venmo him money so that he can <laughs> rent it on Amazon Prime or whatever, and you're going to watch it. That uh, bad. <laughs> that's a lot. It's you have nothing not. else to do, Jake? Yeah, what the heck? I, I don't know. I might have played games or something. No, leave Animal <laughs> Crossing on the side for a couple hours and watch a fantastic movie and then move on. I'll probably watch, what if I watch it tonight? Okay. As long, go as, as long as you watch it before you fall asleep today. Hold okay, on, I'll do, do my best. You'll do your best. That's not a thing. <laughs> do it. For sure. Jacob, I'll for sure watch it before the next podcast recording. That's not... <laughs> Okay, we are recording That's Wednesday. Wednesday. Morning, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, I will give you that. <laughs> I have to make time. All right, so, so small. Nope, never mind. Everybody, listen to Wednesday's episode. You'll see. It'll be great. Yeah. Mhm. Great. Look forward to it. <laughs> All right, Stitch. Well. We very much appreciate you taking the time. You, from very early on, were adamant about wanting to be on the show, and I was stoked. And it was <laughs> weird because school was in the way, but now school's not in the way, so we were able to make school it happen. Not. And exactly. we very much appreciate you coming on and educating us about linguistics and mm-hmm. yeah. sharing yeah. part of your life with us. We appreciate yeah. it a lot. It's fun. It's, I mean, everyone likes to talk about themselves, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That is why the show is created, because Jake and I wanted to have cool conversations with people, and we wanted people to give themselves a platform to share about them so that other people could. Because I'm sure there's plenty of people in our Ultimate community who do not know a lot of the stuff that you talked about. And so yeah. that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Well, exactly. thank you for having me on a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. this recording would well. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it gets uploaded pretty soon. And yeah. is audible enough to be good. Yeah, that, yeah I really that hope it is. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Yeah, yeah. I'll endorse it, obviously. <laughs> Appreciate it. Where mm-hmm. where can people see your endorsement? Where can they find you on social media? Oh boy. So my Instagram is Takara underscore girl. Um, because that's my name. And then that's really, I mean, you can follow me on Facebook, but that's weird. So just do Instagram. Yeah, just stick to, <laughs> stick to the gram. Yeah, I don't do anything else. I don't do Twitter. That's weird. Don't follow me on Snapchat. That's also weird. Just do Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake, yeah. get us out of here. All right, yeah, thank you guys for uh, joining us today. Um, hopefully everyone is uh, staying healthy and safe. Uh, you know, stay inside. Don't go outside ever. Um <laughs> Let's need some food or something. I guess that's all right. Occasionally. Um, but yeah, everyone, uh, have a great day. Uh, make sure if you're not following us on our social platforms, you probably should at F R O M B O B S O F F I C E. That's from Bob's office. 
Um, my name is Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. And I'm Naomi Guzman. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. Usually I have to like hand motion at people, but you got it. Good job. Okay. Well, we literally can't do that right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we could have if we turned the video on with Zoom. <laughs> it's okay. Behind the scenes. Have gotcha. a fantastic day, everybody. <laughs>